Hello, welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast with me, Will Williamson and David Roberts. Hi, Dave. Hey, Will, and hello, business community. Now, in our last episode, we shared the six steps to help you grow through the looming recession that mm-hmm. uh, we all believe is on the horizon. Let's oh, hope not. Let's hope not, Will. Let's hope not. But uh, let's not you know, talk. We have to be uh, realists, don't we? We have to yeah. face facts. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, looks like we may well be in recession before too long. So. Um, the six steps that we shared with you in the last episode, if you haven't listened to that, please go back because it is uh, useful for you and gives you a framework that you can follow, uh, is all about how uh, at, at these times, the instinct for lots of business owners is to pull the oars in and start cutting costs. Yeah. And you may well need to do that. If you've got to do that, you've got to do that. But at the same time, um, in marketing, if you can really help it, is not something you should be cutting at the time when you need it the most. Absolutely. And at a time where the opportunity is the greatest for marketing. A- absolutely. Especially if your competitors are dropping out in the market for whatever absolutely. reason. Absolutely. If, if all your competitors are uh, yeah. dropping marketing, all of a sudden everything becomes less competitive, easier, better results. So absolutely, uh, marketing through a recession is a brilliant strategy if you can do it. And one of the things you've got to do is stay away from the doom and gloom merchants. Yeah, mm-hmm. The average recession to date has lasted about 18 months. Yeah. Now, 18 months in most business lifetimes is not a long period at all. Yep. So what a great way to look at what's ahead of us is to plan for 18 months. Yeah. What, how are you going to achieve um, one of the greatest successes you can have in that time period and it's absolutely possible if you um, pick your head up and uh, march forward in your business. Absolutely, so in this episode what we want to do is share uh, three untapped areas of your business that you can use to generate that much needed sales and revenue during recession. Three areas that you can take some quick practical steps uh, that will help you make more money and you, you at times of recession, you really need to be as efficient as you can and get the most out of the resources you've got. Yeah, three areas that we would recommend that you do not cut resource or investment in, mm-hmm. yeah, if you possibly can. Because these areas, these marketing tools will absolutely um, thrive for you and give you a return on investment if gone about in the right way. Now, we're just going to touch the surface of these three areas because they're massive, but uh, enough to get you going. Yep. So we, uh, we're we going to start with untapped area number one, da, da, da. which might seem a bit obvious when we say it, but it's not, uh, which is your company website. Absolutely. Now, as you said that, Will, I can hear the groans, yeah, in the business community world. They are throwing their hands up, a lot of them going, um, what more can we do with our website? I hope, don't groan at me, please, listeners. (laughs) We're trying to help. (laughs) We keep hearing from people saying, you can do this, we can make this with your website, you can do that with the website. And a lot of business owners um, and business um, marketing managers and key people in businesses could be sick of hearing this but it's absolutely true that you can make absolute best of your website wherever you are now with it it can be improved now i'm just going to quick quick 
story from one of our clients recently. It's a business that is on their fourth or fifth version of their company mm-hmm. website. So they've had it, they've worked with several different website companies over the years. They have done a lot to develop their keywords, their mm-hmm. offers, their products, and uh, had um, in, in uh, we worked with them on their new website, mm-hmm. on their latest version of their website. And uh, they had some very clear ideas about what they wanted from their previous experiences. Mm. And uh, their new website looks great. It's up and running. And uh, they're running Google ads to it Mm. and um, SEO. And Mm. they're getting lots of visits, lots of inquiries, all all going very well. Now, we took it upon ourselves to run an experiment with one of the pages of that website, their most popular page we created an alternative version of that page and we ran a test to see which version worked best. The one we had at the start or the version, a new version that we created. In the space of us four weeks, the original version has generated one lead, which is pretty good. The version we created has generated 12 leads. Now, if that is replicated across the whole website, that's a 12 times increase in the number of leads being generated from the whole website. And that's without spending a single penny on any more Google ads or any Facebook ads or any doing any more email marketing or doing any, absolutely anything. Within most people's websites, even if you've done a lot of work on your website, there are big opportunities for uh, improving conversion and getting more results. So your job as the business owner is to look at the marketing tool, i.e. your website, uh, off the back of the podcast. And if you don't know, find somebody, and we're always at your service, may I add, um, who can help you with this. But what Will's going to do now is help you because you can assess how well the page is doing on your website very, very easily by using Google Analytics. So um, most most websites have Google Analytics installed. You probably, listening to this, you probably have Google Analytics installed, but if you're like most business owners, you probably don't look at it very often. Uh, We, uh, in the past two years, we've interviewed around about three, four hundred business owners. And we always ask, how many visits are you getting to your website? And um, the top answer to that question is I don't know. Absolutely. By Unless they're e-commerce. Way. The e-commerce ones are usually better, aren't Correct. they? Um, but they have Google Analytics installed and we can find out the answer to that. So um, getting that information is very important. Uh, number one, it tells you um, whether you're getting a good level of traffic to your website or a bad level of traffic to your website, if you need to do more to promote your website. But the second thing it does, it tells you how well your website is converting. So the way that you get that information, first of all, you need to get hold of your Google Analytics logins uh, and actually log in. I think the the URL is Mm analytics.google.com. Put in the password and uh, you then have a series of options on the left-hand side. Um, But if you go to, uh, I think the, the tab is behavior sources and the overview, We'll just tell you how many visits you're getting. And it will be broken down into users, which is individual people on the website, and sessions, which is how many total visits you've had. 
and you can look at what the last 30 days look like, what the last 90 days have looked like, and so on. Um, in our studies of small businesses and their websites, we found that the average number is about 650 visits a month. Uh, so if it's lower than that, you've got quite low website traffic. If you're getting in the thousands, you're doing reasonably well for most small and medium-sized business owners. Um, so once you know that, you know should you be doing more to improve that level, should you be promoting your website more. How you work out your conversion is really important because this will tell you if your website's actually doing a good job. I think it'd be important just to cover exactly what we mean by conversion well. So the example I gave earlier, mm. um, two different versions of a page, one version creates one lead, one person gets in touch. The second version, 12 people get in touch after visiting that page. That second version of the page is much more convincing, persuasive, and is far easier for people to get in touch. So hence the, the result. So in your business, you will have at least an idea of how many website inquiries you're getting each month. How many people find you from your website? Um, whether that is two on average or zero on average or five on average, you can then take that number, let's say it's five, then compare that with how many people are visiting your website. So if you're getting 500 visits to your website in a month, and in that month you get five inquiries, then your website has a 1% conversion rate. Does that make sense? Yep. Now, a decent website would normally expect a conversion rate of around 2%. Yeah. It's pretty common to be lower than 1%. 2% is probably a good level, and uh, very good websites will have conversion rates of 5%, 10% or even higher. So again, if you go through that exercise uh, with your own analytics, have a look at the statistics, have a look at your conversion rate, work out what it is, uh, you can tell, do you need to come and talk to someone that can help you take steps to improve that? Now, the key here is that a lot of websites get, sorry, a lot of companies have new websites built without ever looking at the analytics. Mm -hmm. So the lack of performance is repeated from one website to another, mm -hmm. even though they've had three iterations of that same website. Yeah. So what we're saying is, in a recession, okay, it won't cost you anything just to look a bit deeper under the hood of your website and just find out what your traffic levels are. Mm -hmm. And as a result of the traffic, how many um, prospects decide to contact your company? Yeah. How many leads do you get from that? And that absolutely can be improved during that 18 months to make a significant difference to the bottom line. Mm. And that doesn't cost you anything other than a little bit of time to check it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the second thing that you can do once you're in Google Analytics um, is to, uh, again, if you go into the behavior tab on the left-hand side and look at the overview, um, you will see a statistic called bounce rate. Now, uh, that's displayed as a percentage, and that's the percentage of people that leave your website without clicking past the first page they visit. So 
In other words, someone comes to your website, they have a look around, but they don't click on any other pages, they just leave. That would be someone that has bounced off your website. Now, anything over 50% is high for bounce rate. Yeah. Um, anything under 20% is very good um, to give you an idea. But if you if you found, so I'm just logged into an analytics account now and I'm looking at a bounce rate of 70%, right, that's high. Something's going wrong there with that website. It could be it's loading too slowly. It could be yeah. the headline or the layout aren't great. Yeah. Uh, it could be they're getting the wrong people to their website. And that's an indication that something needs to be ch- be changed because yeah. the people visiting your website, you want them to be browsing around and um, uh, seeing all the things that you do, not just leaving straight away. But it doesn't necessarily mean a new website. Yep. That's the key, yeah? That's the real big point I want to get across here. All this takes is a little bit of time. Then you, if you haven't gotten the know-how or your advisor, your website advisor, hasn't gotten the know-how, reach out to somebody that does have the know-how um, to help you. But having a look initially just to see where you're at doesn't cost you any money. Now, if you find, based on the information Will's given you today, that you're below par in performance, what a great investment that would be to make on your website during the recession to get above par. Mm-hmm. That is not a waste of money. That is an absolute return on investment. And that's why I implore you, that's a great example of why you shouldn't cut your marketing budget during times when there's a downturn. Well, if you, you know, if you are getting 500 people visiting your website in a month, for example, if you think, you, you know, if 500 people walked through your doors and had a look round at your business yeah. once every month, mm. uh, then you would absolutely convert a lot of those into becoming customers. Absolutely. And you would do, you would work really hard at making sure that you um, you gave them a, a great experience when they came into your premises, and uh, you did everything you could to convert them. If you had five hundred potential customers in a room, you would network the room. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, um, but a lot of people do their website once and then they forget about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, five hundred people new coming to it every single month. And a little bit of work can make a big difference how, uh, in how many inquiries you get. Um, now, we're not preaching to you. What we're doing is, we're hopefully, anyone listening to this is recognising that this is a great deal of help. And even if you're familiar with your Google Analytics, getting in there and delving deeper is a great thing to do as you prepare for what might be coming round the corner. Yeah. Remember... You survived the 18 months, you're going to come out of this a lot stronger. Yes. And in between time, your business is not going to um, lose revenue or potential revenue that it could get hold of. Now, there's one final thing that is worth checking, which again is free uh, for your website, and that's how quickly it loads. So Google has a free check site speed checker that you can put your web address into and it will give you a score out of 100 on mobile and a score out of 100 on desktop uh, in terms of how quick your website is to load. And uh, if you just literally type into Google, Google site speed mm. test or Google site speed checker or something like that, you'll find it. Uh, again, it's totally free. 
and it will give you a report that you can go back to your website company with because if you find that you have a low score and that your website is loading slowly, improving that is one of the best things that you can do to improve the response you get from your website and the performance of your website. Yeah, so why do you think, Will, um, business owners don't look in to the performance of their website? I think, you know, like I said earlier, people spend loads of time on their website when it's being designed, fussing over content and where everything goes. And then it's almost viewed like a, like printing the company brochure. Once it's done, it's done. Mm. And then you forget about it. And also, um, you know, there are so many things in a business owner's intray, aren't there? So many things to deal with day in, day out. And most people are working all the hours um, that you tend to deal with the most pressing and urgent things that are on your desk. And important things that could help you develop the business sometimes get pushed to the back. Add to that that this is often an area that is unfamiliar to people. You know, this is, you know, you want to leave it to the to the techies and to the professionals and to the marketers um, because it's not your area of expertise quite often. But doing a little bit of work to educate yourself and get to grips with some of these basics can go a really long way. Because I, so many people I, um, I have met over the years, when we've pointed things out about their website, have said, why didn't my website company tell me that? Because your website company just built the website you asked them to build. That's it. They're not looking at this stuff for you most, most often. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that business owners have lost, some of them have lost faith in um, the web? Um, some, yes. Yeah. Uh, because as, as you listen to this, you'll be in one of three places. Uh, you will either have never done any marketing at all, online or offline, no experience mm. of marketing at all. Uh, there are plenty of businesses out there that have won everything through word of mouth, networking, referrals, etc. Um, there will be some people whose website, you might be listening to this now, thinking my website's working really well. I'm, in, I'm invested in all this money. I've got marketing people in-house. It, you know, it's the primary source of revenue for the company. Great. But the majority will have tried things in the past, never found things worked the way they expected, never seen great returns, and, uh, yeah, probably got disillusioned. Yeah. Um, So this is one time where you can put this right if you're in that category. Yes. Yeah, because wherever your starting point is, uh, if you go about this in the right way, go about either having or finding the skill, the knowledge, and apply the attitude, it will absolutely pay off for you. Don't you think, Will? Absolutely. So just to recap those four things that you can do, go into Google Analytics and check the number of sessions every month, how many people are coming to your website every month. Work out your conversion rate by working out how many inquiries you're getting and working out the percentage of inquiries to visitors. have a look at the bounce rate of your website and have a look at the site speed of your website. And if you look at those four things, that will tell you if your website is in good health or you really need to do something about it. Now, the next area of opportunity is hidden away in your 
CRM system or your account system or an Excel spreadsheet. And that is your contact database. Or paper somewhere on a list. (laughs) Yeah. This is a fantastic area uh, that is underutilized in normal times. Mm -hmm. But never mind as we move potentially into a recession. All those names and numbers that have already touched base with your brand, either as a customer or have had some sort of relationship with you or you've given a proposal to that you haven't spoken to in a long time. Yeah. Now, if you've got a, uh, a database and you've got, you might have 100 contacts, you might have 1,000 contacts, you might have 10,000 contacts. The question is, when did you last speak to them? When did you last email them? When did you last put on an event for them or uh, send them something through the post? Or let them know about a new product or a new service, Mm -hmm. yeah? Or just touch base with them and see how things are going, yeah? Uh, You might have sold them or um, provided the service for them one, two, three, four years ago. And they haven't had a reason to get in touch with you and mm-hmm. you haven't got in touch with them. Yep. So I, I, I work with a, uh, a client that is an IT support business mm. and uh, they have a de- contact database of about 7,000 people. Now they're in HubSpot. So within in HubSpot, we can identify when those contacts, when those people revisit their website or they watch videos or they open emails Mm. etc but the sales team in this business only deal with the new inquiries primarily and existing customers wow and um, so I'm, i'm doing a session with them later this week on how they can work the database because it's such a big opportunity if you know someone has just gone to have a look at your case studies or started reading your reviews what a great time to pick the phone up if you know that someone has just reopened a proposal that you sent to them three years ago what a great time to follow that up and send them an email or try and drop in or whatever however you communicate with your absolutely and there's an old saying in business it's far easier to sell to somebody you know Mm -hmm. and cost effective Mm -hmm. than sell to somebody you don't know so there's a, a resource that you're utilizing. Great, look into how you can utilize it more. And if you're not utilizing it, get stuck in now and get the habit forming and a regular habit. When and I was talking before we started recording about how um, somebody recommends spending an hour before every day looking at your marketing. Yeah. If you were to spend an hour a day looking at your database, if it's... Um, if it's um, no matter what the size is, that will revolutionize um, your quoting and your prospecting and who you've got coming into the business on a regular basis. So important during a recession that you don't run out, run out of people who you could do business with. Absolutely. And as in a recession, like you said, generating revenue is the most important activity. Um, like for most people, if you if you just carved out even half an hour a day and made it an absolute rule or a discipline that you're going to make 10 phone calls a day, you're going to call 10 people that I haven't spoke to for a while, yeah. 10 prospective customers, existing customers I haven't spoke to for a while, yeah. I'm just going to make 10 phone calls a day. Yeah. If you or one of your sales team just did that, yeah. 
you'd get a result from it. Yeah. And um, it's a real, once again, it's an easy, doesn't cost you any money mm -hmm. to have a look at your database, no matter where you hold it, and see how effective it can be for your business. And if you're not keeping um, details of customers or potential customers or inquiries um, in your business now, start doing it yeah. and pay really, give it a real level of importance. Absolutely. Now we mentioned salespeople, which brings us on to our third area of untapped opportunity. Now, yeah. Um, if you've got salespeople, surely you're already tapping into this uh, opportunity. They're already out there winning business for you and trying to grow the grow the company. But we all know that salespeople can be frustrating in a business Absolutely. as well. And they're not always performing to their absolute maximum. In and, fact, it's pretty rare, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And how often do we speak to business owners who've got salespeople and they're not happy with 80% mm -hmm. of them, yep. but they keep them on? just in case they get that sale. Yes, and, you know, it's not nice. By the way, I'm not encouraging you need to sack anybody. No. <laughs> just, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, no, but the um, uh, if you are not a salesperson yourself as a business owner, you're employing salespeople to do a job for you because you don't have the time to do it or because you don't, you know, you perhaps don't feel you have sales skills yourself or, you, you know, that's not your area of expertise it's easy to think, well, I'm bringing in specialist salespeople. They know how to sell. I'm just going to leave them to it. Mm. And that's a mistake. Again, like with your website, you just need to know what they're actually doing, what their numbers are, and are they performing? So if you don't have, for example, targets for all your salespeople, and most salespeople will be working to targets, but not all. There's a lot of companies that's where... Right. You know, it's kind of hope. I hope they do a good job rather than just setting an objective and a target and linking commission or bonuses or whatever to that. So what kind of KPIs would you measure for a, for a salesperson? I, for the purposes of this podcast, let's keep it simple. The, the first measurement you should be looking at is how many people they're speaking to mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. Yep. And the next one is from how many people they're speaking to, how much business are they bringing in off the back of speaking to those people. The next one is from the amount of people they're speaking to, okay, why are they losing business and how much from the people they're speaking to are they losing? And, mm -hmm. and if you understand those three key numbers, that's a great starting point. Yep. Because it comes back to what you were talking about is conversion. Yep. With a salesperson, what you're looking for is for them to initiate contact with somebody and off the back of that contact, build a relationship. Off the back of that relationship, they produce a sale. Yep. Yeah. If that's not happening often enough, you need to find that out and then find out why. And once you've got the why, then you've got choices to make. Mm -hmm. And the number one choice should be, let's start with training. Yeah. You know, an obvious thing um, for sales people that I think is overlooked is how well they know the product and service they're selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Uh, how can how well are they, sorry, at getting across the features and benefits? Yep. Yeah? How well are they 
at identifying which features and benefits suits the customer or the prospect mm-hmm. that they're talking to. And not only that, how often do they um, speak to an existing customer about other associated products that that company sells that could be could make a good fit mm-hmm. for their customer, but they never talk about it? Yeah. The thing is, we, we've got a lot of clients that do technical sales, whether it's yeah. technology, IT, engineering, manufacturing, whatever, where you need quite a lot of in-depth product knowledge. And it's, it's pretty difficult in those industries to find a new salesperson that has both in-depth knowledge of the products and services and also great sales skills. So the chances are... In within your salespeople, you don't have that many people that are brilliant at both. And so you just have to provide the training. So if they need more better sales skills, there is so much sales training available. And and free. Yeah. If you look for it, it's free. It doesn't have to cost you anything, yes? Um, you just have to, as a business owner, uh, look for, before you start making cost-cutting um, exercises, if you can, yes, avoid that and look inside your business to see where the improvements can be made, yeah? Going into the next 18 months that ensures you come out of it uh, really well and you don't suffer as a consequence of the downturn and you, and more importantly, you're not a victim to the media, the business community or your competition, okay, you're in control. You're in control. And the way you keep control is to pay attention to your marketing. And your sales. Absolutely. And the way you get through a recession is just by working a bit harder. Absolutely. And by being a little bit better. Yeah. And smarter. Working harder also means you can be smarter. Yes. Yeah. So those are three... Um, subject matters, the marketing and sales areas of your business that won't cost you anything to move away from these podcasts, look under the hood, see how good and effective your business is in these areas and then make decisions off the back of them. Well, there you go, listeners. Lots for you to be getting on with there. Yeah, you're going to be busy. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> for, uh, with any questions on the actual how or implementation of any of that, Uh, please let us know because we will happily go into those subjects in more detail Uh, otherwise thanks for being with us good luck through this recession we're all in it together yeah if they've listened to this podcast will they don't need long exactly they've got everything they need exactly we can do this (laughs) okay bye-bye bye for now thank you for listening